is the Big Church Podcast. Welcome to SeaConf 2021 again. I love She Conference. I love it because it's a room full of like-minded women. We're all here for one purpose, and his name is Jesus. And you know, after the last year we've had, it's been a lot of division and a lot of just a mess. And so I love that we can come together with one mind, one heart, and one accord for the only one that matters. I also love She Conference because you guys are taking some time to invest in yourself. And the last reason I love it is because it is all about babes supporting babes. And there's something that happens when God puts people together in unity. And that's what's going to happen today. Hey, um, for just a moment, would you guys just let me brag on my team a little bit? If you were a part of cleaning, planning, decorating, serving, doing anything for she, will you stand up so we can honor you? Thank you guys for your servanthood to the Lord. We're so excited. And hey, I have to shout out my biggest hype man ever, P. Rich in the back. Thank you so much. You know, um, it's amazing when your husband believes in everything, your, your dreams and everything the way that he does. And I just honor you today. I thank you that you get down on the sand to take pictures, that you take my kimono and throw it up in the air. I have a funny story to tell you. We did a photo shoot on the beach and um, I had him take my kimono so that it looked like the wind was windier than it was. And he threw it up in the air and I got back the pictures and she edited him out of it. And I was like, oh, she was just trying to give me the best picture. And I asked her if she could edit him back in because that touches my heart so much. And can we give it up for all the rest of the guys that are on cameras in the production uh, with the cameras? Thank you guys so much. And I just want you guys to know that you are my stars. And I appreciate you so much. I practiced this with them so many times so I didn't do this, but I love you guys. And our community of women are just incredible, most supportive, most loving. How many of you guys felt welcome today? They're awesome. Well, this theme of She Conference 2021 is She is a Star. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you are a star. Now turn to your other neighbor and say, you are the brightest star. How fun. Now I want you to look up here. And I want you to pretend that I've got each and every one of your hands or your face in my little hands. And I want you to know no matter what has happened in your life. No matter what adversity that you've gone through, you are a star. And I know this, this year's been crazy, and you may have even been feeling a little more stuck 
than like a shining star. And you may have gotten a little caught up in your own depression or your own negativity, but I believe that the best is yet to come. I went through a season when I started menopause and I warned my husband, I can say this in a group of women, <laughs> but I warned my husband, I said, listen, I'm not nice, I'm moody, I might snap at you, and I don't even like me. So I'm giving you permission until I get to the other side. You don't have to like me, but you do have to love me. But anyway, I'm so happy you guys are here today. God has a purpose for every single one of you for purchasing a ticket. And you may not know it yet, but I believe by the end of this conference, you are going to believe that you are the star that he made you. You're going to be empowered to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. And you're going to be empowered to lock arms with other women. And I think that that is the most important thing that we can leave here today doing, saying, hey, I'm for you. I support you, babe. What is going on in your life that I can be there for? How can I pray for you? It's about what we can do together. I know you're going to leave with a little pep in your step and feeling like a star today. I want to preach a message today called Stuck to Stardom. Well, if you brought your Bibles, if you will turn to Acts chapter 3. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 10, and I'm reading from the NIV today. One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Then Peter said, look at us. The way I read that is he clapped at them. Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from him. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk then. He went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. They recognized him as the man who used to sit. Everybody say used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Let me set the scene for you. Every morning, his friends carried him to the temple so that he can sit and beg and have ways to provide for himself. And every night they went back to the temple and they carried him back home. And then every morning, they picked him up and they took him to the temple. And every night, they took him back home. And every morning, they took him to the temple. 
And every morning, they took him back home. For 38 years, his two friends picked him up and carried him to the temple and carried him back home. When I say every day, every day means our day. For 38 years, every day. Thank you, ladies. The man got stuck. And he got stuck at the gate. And talk about stuck, he was stuck, stuck. But in verse 6, Peter says, Silver or gold I do not have. But Peter's reaction was, dude, I don't got it. I don't have any money. But what I have is so much better than the few coins that I can give you today. But isn't that like us? Too many times we get stuck with what we don't have. We're wound up and bound up and staying stuck in a rut because we don't have what Sister Sue has. Too many of us get stuck. And girl, we really are fully aware of everything we don't have. Is it just me? Yeah, we know what we don't have. And the devil loves to remind us of everything we don't have. There are three things that I want to talk to you about today that keep us stuck. And I want to ask you to see if you see yourself in any one of these three. The first thing that keeps us stuck is being caught in comparison. How many times do we find ourselves begging God to have her husband her perfect kids, her body, her job, or the ability to stay home, her influence, her looks, I knew that was going to happen, or her life. Ladies, can I just keep it real? We are the worst at the comparison game. We start scrolling on Facebook and we start scrolling on Instagram and now we're scrolling on TikTok and saying, oh, well, I could do what she's doing. And we begin to compare our lives with everybody else's. We start saying, look, her husband is so patient and sweet and so romantic. Oh. I wish I had her husband, but my husband does things for me that your husband doesn't do for you. I don't pump my own gas. I've not pumped my own gas the almost 10 years that I've been married unless I've run it down to the very last fume. And when I do run it down to the very last fume and I run out, he just comes patiently and he brings me gas so I can go to the gas station and get it. Uh, but we also are going, look, she is a perfect mom. My friend Shauna Teal, I've never met a greater mom. And I'm like, oh, I just wish I could go back and start over because I'm comparing. 
She's such a good mom. She has time to take her kids to the park and work. She comes up with creative activities to fill their day and she works. And some of us look at her and say, wow, she's a stay-at-home mom. She has all the time in the world to do what she wants to do. Come again. Or stay-at-home moms go, I wish I could go to work every day and get a break. But we're constantly comparing. But you fill in the blank about your kids. One thing I can say, I may not have been this or that as a mom, but my kids trusted me to talk to me. I made a pact with my kids that um, I won't punish you if you're truthful, as long as you come and talk to me. But you lie, <laughs> it's going it's to be on. And I've had to do that with a couple of my boys. It was on, and they were in high school. And mommy drove them to school every day, and mommy picked them up. I mean, tough love, I did it. But we also go look at her business, talking to my vendors. What God has put in you is only for you. You shine like the star that you are. No other business can do what God's called you to do. But we don't need to compare ourselves with the business down the street. Let's just go about supporting one another. And we never see all the hours and the hustle that they put in for all the support. And then... We look at her and we say, wow, she's got the best friends. They do the most fun things. Uh, They have the best relationship, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Amen. We always, you guys, end up comparing our worst qualities with somebody else's best qualities. I see, you know, menopausal stomach. If you, you, you don't understand it, you will one day. But um, I now see all these girls and it's crop top this year. That is the, that is the uh, trend. And I'm like, oh no, what am I going to wear? I mean, I guess I'll just uh, tie up my kimonos all summer because this belly can't be in a crop top. Um, but I see these flat stomachs but I have great legs. I see all these people with the beautiful locks, but I have great skin. And that is what God has done with me in the last year. Instead of comparing myself to Amy, this great photographer and creative person and everything, I compare myself to me and I'm in competition with myself. It's why I suit up and I show up at the gym with Cindy every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm not in competition with sister Sue and her flat belly. Y'all comparison is the thief of joy and it causes us not to be grateful. It causes us to be in competition and we miss our good thing. And get this, when you're comparing yourself with someone else, you're looking to God and say, God, you didn't do a good job. You did so much better on her. You didn't make me the right way. So everybody stick your pinkies up in the air. We're gonna pinky promise today. Go ahead and lock it with your neighbor. Let's pinky promise, I'm gonna pinky promise myself. Can we just stop?
stop it. No more comparison. Listen to what 1 Peter 2.9 says. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a, priest, a holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are chosen to be the best mom. You're chosen to be the best wife and the best entrepreneur. And you're chosen to be the best friend. But God's best for you is not God's best for me. And God's best for you is not God's best for your neighbor. He made you special. You are a star. And the Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And God knows the plans that he has for you. Hello, Jeremiah 29, 11. And your plans are not my plans. And it's okay. That's why it takes all of us. Babes, empowering babes, supporting babes so that we can be better together. He knows the numbers of hair on your head. And he gave you fingerprints that nobody else has. And a DNA that they might be able to copy everything else about you, but they can't copy who you are. So, no need to compare, imitate, or try to be someone that we're not. Let's be inspired by the influencer. I have Casey with us on the front row today, and she didn't know that I was going to do this, but I love the way she influences. I met her at our first she, and I don't even think we met. I think we just, oh, hi, welcome. Um, but we've been following each other on Instagram, and recently, like, she has just been building me up. And she didn't know in that season that I was in a place where I needed some encouragement. So never underestimate what God has put on your plate to do. Because it may just be the hand up out of a bad situation, out of a negative mindset. So don't be weird about it. Be inspired by it. Be inspired by your mentor, your mom, your pastor, your BFF. Be inspired, but don't get stuck in comparison because God chose you. The second thing, the second thing that keeps us stuck is failing to check our circle. Many times we think we're surrounded by the best and right friends. I mean, the lame man, his friends picked him up every morning and took him to the gate every night, or every morning, and then took him back home and then took him in the morning for 38 years. It looks positive, right? Hey, wow, they're so consistent. They're there for me. But was it really? Your friends may be the very ones keeping you stuck in complacency. 
They may be the ones that have you down just letting you do enough to get by because what if, what if I help them to get to another level and they shine brighter than me? My staff and every servant leader, we have a preaching team and I I tell them, one day you're gonna be better than Pastor Rich and I. And when that moment comes, I'm gonna be their biggest cheerleader. One thing, now I don't do everything right, but one thing I do, no matter what, is I am your biggest cheerleader. They may not want you to get better and they may not want you to be successful. Or did his friends not want him healed and whole? Because they wouldn't feel like they had a need anymore. I always say, if you're the smartest person in the circle, you're in the wrong circle. If you're always the most motivated, you're in the wrong circle. If you're the most spiritual, Always, you're in the wrong circle. I love surrounding myself with people. The Bible says in Proverbs that iron sharpens iron, and so should a friend do that for another. I want somebody to challenge me. Because you become like the five people you hang with. So if your friends are stuck, baby, you're stuck. Show me your circle and I will show you your life. You see, Peter and John were a different kind of friend. They were like, oh, heck no. You are gonna get up and you're gonna walk today. You're not gonna be carried anymore. God has something bigger for you. And can I tell you today for every single one of you women, if you don't believe in yourself, will you write on my belief and our team's belief until you can believe for yourself? I have a friend that's here today and she started with us at the refuge almost 10 years ago. Willow, will you just wave? When Carol told me you were buying a ticket, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And she has spoken and prophesied over me for 10 years, this moment, and bigger. But I couldn't believe it. And I would occasionally get a text or a phone call on my most discouraged days where she would be encouraging me. And she believed in me until I could believe in me. You see, Peter and John had faith that Jesus was going to do a miracle. I remember a night I was standing in a circle of women. And the topic turned gossipy. And um, it started to be talking about somebody I knew, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? A lot of us, like our relationship with Jesus, we know him, but we don't know him. And uh, it turned that, and I didn't have anything to say, so I really wasn't convicted in the moment. You know what I'm talking about? So I just sat there and listened, and I sat there and listened, and I sat there and listened 
But I was guilty of gossip because I listened. And that night, after I went home, I just shot a group text and said, I'm sorry. I didn't lead well there. I shouldn't have even listened. And instantly it changed the whole circle. So what God has for you, he has for you. If you fail to check your circle, you're going to stay stuck. And the third thing that keeps us stuck is getting comfortable in our circumstances. He was born lame and had to be carried to the gate and back home for 38 years our day. Can you imagine the shame? And I'm sure he was frustrated with God and frustrated with his life and full of self-pity, right? That was all in the beginning. But after a while, doing the same thing every day, he got comfortable. And the conviction left. And he got complacent and comfortable in his circumstances. For 38 years, he was going through the same motions, being carried to and from and begging and coming home and staying in the same situation until one day. Acts chapter 3, verse 1, first two words. One day, he noticed two men. And he caught the eyes of John and Peter, the one with the big heart, John, and the one with the big mouth, Peter. And what I loved about John and Peter, they weren't competing. Wow, I wish I had the big mouth. Wow, I wish I had the big heart. No, they realized it was their differences that brought them together so that they could move forward and be a star. They didn't have money, but what they were able to give helped him get unstuck because they gave him healing in Jesus' name. So that day, the lame man went from stuck to stardom in an instant. And I want to ask you ladies a question today. How many times do you get stuck and comfortable in your everyday lives? You're waking up, going to do your quiet time because that's your discipline. Having your coffee, walking the dogs, going to your job, working your eight hours, 10 hours, coming back home, watching the same shows, hanging out with the same friends, doing the same thing going to bed at the same time and getting up tomorrow and doing the very next same thing. I get up, I go to the temple. I sit there for eight hours and I go home. How many of us get stuck in that place of complacency and being comfortable in our comfortability that we cannot even step out and take a risk for the Lord? We just get comfortable. But do you know where they took that lame man every day? At the gate called beautiful. And it wasn't called beautiful until that day. It 
was just the gate of the temple until the day the disciples performed their first miracle after Jesus' death. And it was a catalyst of miracle after miracle after miracle for the rest of history. Just in case you are feeling stuck or disqualified today, I want to let you know that you are in good company. God used many people who were stuck or unqualified. Let me share some of them with you. David, do I need to say more? (laughs) But he didn't feel like a star after having sex with Bathsheba and knocking her up and then was like, oh my gosh, I got caught. What are we gonna do? I'll just go kill her husband. He didn't feel like a star. What about Peter? Peter didn't feel like a star after he realized Oh my goodness, I denied Jesus three times after I promised I wouldn't. Mary didn't feel like a star after she conceived out of wedlock at the age of 14, even though the Holy Spirit chose her. Noah didn't feel like a a star when he got drunk and his kids stumbled upon him. Jonah didn't feel like a star when he was running from God and he was the reason that people went into storms. Elijah didn't feel like a star after he had a breakdown and attempted suicide. Rahab, she didn't feel like a star when she was working the streets as a prostitute. Paul didn't feel like a star when he was murdering Christians and God said, no, you're gonna go win them for me now. Eve didn't feel like a star when she convinced Adam to eat from the tree and was responsible for bringing sin into the world. Moses didn't feel like a star when God chose him to be the leader of his people and said, you're going to speak. And Moses was like, but I stutter. He didn't feel like a star, but he was still chosen. And the woman at the well She didn't feel like a star when she met Jesus. And he said, bring me your husband. And she said, I'm not married. He says, no, you're right. You've been married four times. And the man you're shacking up with, you're not married to him either. But Jesus made her the first female evangelist. So you, 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 yes, every one of you, you're a star. You're chosen. And it doesn't matter how stuck you are. Silver or gold, I do not have, but what I have, I give you. His name is Jesus. So stand up and walk. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.